each year ahead of the draft, we just have a play with what's in a draft. Go back through. So there's all the subjective, if you recast the draft, what would you take? But where were the actual gems? If you take a view that it's all about the first 10 picks, well, historically, that's really not the case. And you can chime through the last 10 years and dig a little deeper. We do that with Peter Blucher, who's a great footy man in Brisbane. So we should ask him about opening round as well. Blucher, it's great to have you on the program again. Morning, Jared. How are you, mate? I'm well. What do you think of opening round? Oh, I think people should remember that you know, as much as they don't not like it in Victoria, it is a national competition. And I think uh, with the rugby league out of the country, I, I think it's a fantastic way to start. And, and people up here are very excited about it. I promise you. Yeah. Will it be a, a good jolt in those northern markets to have some clear air and four four big games? Oh, no question. I mean, the gap will be sold out. Vossi coming back with Carlton um, again. So um, it, it will be fantastic. And I'm sure, you know, Sydney will be the same. Um I guess the one question mark, Gold Coast. But, I mean, it's if you're ever going to get a big crowd, it's it's, uh, it's Damon Harbuck's first game as coach, isn't it? So I think it's going to be an absolute cracker up here at a, at a time when, when rugby league's uh, out of the country. All right, Peter Blucher. Now, each year we, we delve into these drafts. I love doing this exercise. Everyone's got a subjective view about what old drafts look like, but you keep all the numbers for us. So we're going to get work backwards through the last 10 drafts. Um, and there's some fantastic detail in here. So start us off with the 2022 National Draft. I must admit, I wonder why I do this. But anyway, <laughs> 106 draftees, first time last year, only 33 played, which shows that you know it's still a tough time. That was such um, an interesting number. Only 33 of the 106 played. Yeah, and it's that's low compared to previous years. Um which, you know, I'm not sure what you take out of that. Um, but, no, a really, really, including four of the top 20 didn't play, which that doesn't happen at all. I mean, the the, uh, the guys that didn't play were, were Jed Buslinger, pick 13, Matthew Jefferson, pick 15, uh, Ed Allen, and then Jacob Constanti at Sydney, of course, his claim to fame is he was involved with the Callum Mills uh, incident. Oh, but, um, uh, <laughs> but, uh, but, but we've got plenty of quality uh, out of the guys that did play. Um Matthias Philippa was pick 10 and Harry Cheezer will pick three, played every game. And, Mo- and Max McElhenney at Adelaide, I don't know if I said that right, pick 17, missed just the one game. Will Ashcroft was on track to play them all until he got hurt in round 18. And uh, so, I mean, uh, so it, it's that. Um, it's an interesting year, though, too, because um, while uh, while Shears will end up winning the uh, winning the Rising Star, um, and and had quite an extraordinary season. His, his 622 possessions uh, ranks third for all first year players uh, since the introduction of the draft in 1986, and and that's that's a quite a staggering statistic for for just a, a teenager. Um, Collingwood Scott Russell in 1990 has the list had 664. Nick Dacos 644 um, in in uh, last year. In his first year, Walsh and Toby, Sam Walsh and Toby Green ranked fourth and fifth in that area. So, um, you know, McElhinney, um, sorry, uh, Shizzle had a sensational year, um, won the rising star from Ashcroft. But but some of the other numbers suggest otherwise. Ashcroft polled 10 votes in the Brownlow compared to Shizzle's three, and 10 in itself is quite a significant effort, um, given that of all first-year players since 2000, only only three have been ahead of him. Tim Kelly polled 13 votes in 2018 with Geelong. James Podzielli 
Hodzi Adley of all people in 2010, pole 13 at Geelong. I bet you didn't know that, even as a Geelong <laughs> man. And uh, and Dacos has 11 votes in 2022. So so he did really, really well, Cheese, uh, sorry, Ashcroft in that stage, and he only played 18 of the games. He topped the coaches' votes, um, whereas Cheese, although he was, he was quite uh, significant in the club award, he was only a second player in the whole draft era to win a club best and fairest in his first season. The only other one to do so was Darren Mead at Port Adelaide in 1997. Of course, he was already a sample premiership player and was and was 25. Yeah, so first year best and fairest winners. And prior to yeah, so Darren Mead is a 25-year-old. And prior to that, you're talking Craig Bradley. Yeah, and he was and he was young by then standards. He was only 20. Uh, and prior to that, prior to that, there, there, but since 1981, there have been six others. Um, Bradley, Brian Royal. Peter Keel at St Kilda, Morris Rioli Jr. Uh, sorry, Senior, uh, Mark Williams and Kenny Hunter in 1981. So it's not something that happens often, and it's certainly not something that happens often these days. And have we already seen a couple of draft bargains reveal themselves? Well, I reckon we have. The, the, the two leading goal kickers out of the out of last year's, oh, sorry, out of the 22 draft were both um, were, were both uh, at, um, uh, at St Kilda. Um, Sorry, we're, we're, sorry, Caminiti uh, was, was a very good player at St Kilda and was right up with the goal king. And Chin Cotter at, uh, at Carlton, they're both SSP players. So they were real value because they played a lot of football. Richmond's um, Tyler Young was rookie pick 26, played 19 games um, for, uh, after being drafted as a 24-year-old exercise science student. And one of the great stories of the year was, was James O'Donnell, um, Simon's son, Cat B rookie. Debuted 35 days after signing a contract with the club and after two VFL games. He played 12 games and finished the season really strong. So, once again, there's always a couple of diamonds. You just got to find them. All right. So, the year before, and this is going to be known as the Nick Dacos draft, the 2021 edition. Oh, there's no question of that. And we, we wonder that he was taken behind Horn Francis, Sam Darcy, and Finn Callahan. And yet he he uh, has played most games out of the 2021 draft. He's ahead of Nick Martin at, at Essendon. Most possessions, most votes in the Brownlow. He's the only All-Australian. He's the only Premiership player. Uh, and with two top 10 finishes in the best and fairest, he matches the, the effort uh, of, Mick Mar- of, uh, of Nick Martin at Essendon. But I guess it's interesting because um, he was a, a highly fancy pick, probably the best player in the draft, whereas Martin was, uh, was a, an SSP, a supplementary selection, and he's been sort of the, the number two standout. He's um, he's, he's said second to uh, Dacos for games, second to him for possessions, and and has two top ten best and finish, best and fairest finishes. Um, I guess one of the really one of the great the pickups has been Jai Amos, who finished fourth in the Rising Star um, in his in that year, um, has jumped to the top of the goal kicking list for the twenty one draftees um, after uh, after. You know, a pretty a quiet start in his first year. You got some honourable mentions. We have. I mean, I think you know there was a lot, a lot of talk this year about um, uh, about Mitch Owens, who picked thirty three in the draft. He's twelfth for games, fifth for goals, twelfth for possessions, and was third in the Rising Star. Nasia Wanganui Miller, third for games, third for possessions, and fourth for Brownlow votes. And Brisbane's Darcy Wilmot. Um, he's had, he's played twenty nine games in a row without a miss since his debut in the twenty two. Uh, finals, his sixth finals is a, is a high for the draft uh, uh, out, of, out of his draft and finished 10th in the Lions' best and fairest. Uh, 
the interesting ones, there's a couple, there's a couple where the jewellery is still out, I reckon, out of this draft. Um, Sam Darcy, and we all know he's going to be a very good player, but he's only played the seven games. At pick 12, Josh Sin went to Port Adelaide. He's only played the four games. And, and we'll watch with interest Tom Brown at, at Richmond just played one game. He played the last debut in the last game of the year. So, um, once again, talent coming from all uh, always through the draft. And Nick Martin so stands as a clear bargain, but also pick 47, Marcus Windhager. Yeah, well, St Kilda have done really well out of this draft. Yeah. But, you know, with uh, with um, Windhager, Wanganui Miller, who was pick eleven, and Owens at thirty three. I mean, a, a good draft can really help set you, set your club up, and uh, and I think that the Saints are going to do very well out of this one. The twenty twenty draft, you've dubbed the Errol Golden draft. Well, as I said, if if twenty one was Dacos, this has to be um this has to be uh, Errol Golden draft. He's pick thirty two, and yet he ranks number one for games. Having played 67, he's number one for possessions, a long way ahead of John Newcomb, and we'll get to him in a second. Uh, he's fourth for goals, not that far behind uh, Ollie Henry, and he's first for votes um, after 27 votes this year to finish equal fourth. He's the only 2020 draftee to win All Australian. He's the only draftee from that year to win a club best and fairest, and he's rewritten the Swans' record books. Quite a staggering, really. Polled 12 times in the draft last year, which is a club uh, record for the Swans. More about more that more times than any other player in the club's history. He posted the third highest single season vote tally by a Swans player to finish equal fourth in the Brownlow. Only Herbie Matthews, <laughs> uh, you'd know him, in 1940. <laughs> and uh, and Graham Teasdale in 1977 have polled more votes for the Swans um, and is the only 2020 draftee to win a club best and fairest. One, uh, the youngest in 43 years after David Ackley in 1980. And he only, he only won by a lazy 257 votes or about a third, third, a third from uh, from Nick Blakey. So yes. quite astonishing season from Merrill Gordon. So pick 32, and then the other bargain comes in the mid-season draft when Jai Newcomb goes pick two there. Yeah, well, he, uh, he, he debuted in round 13. He's only played seven games in his in his first season, and yet he still ranks number two for possessions from, from that draft uh, overall and, and has a game percentage average slightly ahead of Goulden. He's number two in votes after 18 votes this year, equal fifth in games, and has twice been runner-up in the uh, in the, uh, in the the Hawthorne Best and Ferris, so he's going to be around for some time. We've got premiership players who have emerged from that draft? Yeah, we have. Well, Jake, Jake Bowie at Melbourne was the first one. Um, Bo McCreary and Jack Ginneman uh, last year, or this year, sorry for Collingwood, uh, um, the only three. Ginneman's an interesting one. I mean, his numbers stack up quite well, but I think Essendon will really look back or look at this draft as the chance for it to make a difference. We've seen Archie Perkins uh, play, play a lot of good footy, second for games, third for possessions, seventh for goals. They've also had Nick Cox and Zach Reed who haven't seen, haven't seen as much of, and a mid-season rookie draft pickup, Sam Durham. So they similarly have got four players who potentially should be key parts of their club for the next uh, you know, long period. And the other category that I thought was interesting here was the leading goal kickers out of this draft so far. Leading goal kickers, yeah, well, that's, that's interesting, isn't it? I mean, I guess we see why uh, Geelong was so keen to pry Ollie Henry out of um, out of Geelong, out of uh, Collingwood, because he leads the goal kicking from this draft with sixty nine. Um, second is was the number one pick, Jamara Ugal Hagen, Ugal Hagen, who has sixty goals, and Jack Ginnivan is third at fifty eight. So um, you know, he's, he's done a lot right and he's done a few things wrong. So, but he's but he's statistically played very well. Logan McDonald, who's going to be such an important player for Sydney, is fourth at at 56, uh, with 56 goals, he was picked four. And then Gould in his fifth at 54 goals. So 
um, an interesting cross-section of, of goals that are coming out of that group. The deep dive as to what's in a draft ahead of next week's event, Monday and Tuesday nights. Best and fairest, Brownlow Polars, Premiership players, all Australians. Peter Blucher has done the work. We're into the 2019 draft next Melbourne's weather, partly cloudy at top of 20 for city power, supplying power to homes in the CBD and inner suburbs. What's in a draft? Peter Blucher keeps all sorts of fantastical numbers. We're at the 2019 draft. Blucher, I thought the most interesting fact here was that only 47 of the 93 first-time draftees are still in the AFL system. So this is 2019. And 25 of the 93 didn't play at all. Think it shows it's a very, very tough system. A lot of people, you know, they take two or three or four years out of their life to have a crack at it and finish two or three or four years behind their schoolmates. So, yeah, no, it's not an easy caper. And, of course, the big one, I guess, is Fisher-Mackesy, Fisher picked six to Adelaide, only played the 10 games before retiring. So, yeah, as much as there's uh, there's the happy stories out of each year's draft, there's, there's the others that are not so happy. There are plenty of stars here. Who are you most drawn toward? Well, the interesting one was, remember, Melbourne uh, traded up to get up, uh, the, get their second pick up in this, in this draft. They had Luke Jackson at three behind the two Gold Coast boys, um, <clears throat> excuse me, Raul and Anderson. And they got Pickett at 12, and some said they paid overs, but four years on, he ranks number one for games out of the 200, 2019 draft, and he's clear at number one for goals, so, and he's a premiership player. So I guess they've been more than vindicated, but there have been a bunch of them. And Anderson and Raul at the Gold Coast you know, have certainly proved their worth. Anderson's uh, picked two, his third for games, second for possessions and number one for votes after finishing ninth this year. Uh, Raul, of course, remember, started 3-3-3 three, three, three Brownlow votes in his second, third and fourth game and was injured in game five and missed the rest of the year. He's worked himself back up the order quite nicely now. Um, Caleb Sarong was picked seven. He's the only All-Australian out of the class of 2019. He's fourth for games leads the possessions in second in votes and won the Fremantle BNF this year. Uh, Will Day was picked 13, uh, is the only other BNF winner out of this draft. Tom Green picked 10, uh, has, has twice has, has finished second and third in the GDWS uh, BNF and was All-Australian squad this year. Jackson's done well uh, in his trade from, um, from Melbourne to Fremantle. So plenty of talent um, and a real, a real bargain. I think, in, in the rookie draft. Kadeen Coleman at 37 was a value plus, and his nine finals is a draft high. But Brad Close, rookie pick 12, is sixth for games, fourth for goals, tenth for possessions, and a 2022 premiership player at the Cats. So he's done really, really well as well. And you can throw Chad Warner in at 39, second in the Sydney Best and Fairest in the All-Australian squad. So they're good bargains, aren't they? Kitty Coleman, 37, Chad Warner, 39, and Brad Close in, uh, in the rookie round 12 position. We've got a couple in the jury out. Well, interesting one. Pick five was Dylan Stevens, who, of course, has been traded from Sydney to North Melbourne. He really hasn't quite lived up to such a high draft pick. And the interesting one, Cooper Stevens was pick 16 to Geelong, traded to Hawthorne, did not play, delisted with a promise to redraft him. If he hadn't started at Geelong, you'd think that Geelong were probably tracking and plotting and planning to take him back, but I guess <laughs> that's not going to happen. But for a pick 16, uh, he, he's, um, he's probably overdue to deliver something. The 2018 draft, this is one of the great modern tales of a player overlooked for so many who is crafting his own records, and this is Callum Wilkie. Yeah, pick three in the rookie draft after 78 players have taken the national draft and there were four state league concession picks. So uh, right down the pecking order. He debuted in round one, 2019. Five years on, he's played 109 games without a miss. 
um, seventh for most consecutive games from debut um, in history, led by uh, Jared Crouch's 194 for Sydney. Um, Crouch, Gibson, Dick Taylor in the 1920s for Melbourne, David Mundy, Stephen Wallace, Jack Redden, and then Wilkie. Um, as I said, he's uh, he, he leads the class of 2018 for games. One of four players to win All-Australian uh, with Connor Rosie, who was picked five, Sam Walsh picked one, and picked 12, Zach Butters. So he really is the odd one out with those three superstars. And even as a defender, he ranks fifth for possessions, finished second in the best and fairest in the field of the last two years. Um, going to be a really, really good player for a really long time. And those who lead the rest of the categories are, are high picks, aren't they? Yeah, they are. The, the King brothers um, sit one and two on the goal-kicking list. Sam Walsh, uh, far and away, the leading position winner um, from Barley Smith and Connor Rosie. Interesting, you know, Barley Smith seems to have fallen back a little bit. Walsh, Rosie and Butters and Smith lead the lead the, um, lead the Brownlow votes well and, well and truly for this draft. Bargains? Uh, well, we, I mean, a lot's been said this year in this trade period recently about Lockie Schultz. Yeah. Um, he's the boom trade period. He ranks 11th for games. And third for goals, despite a kick, playing only seven games and kicking four goals in his first season. He was picked 57. Um, Tom Atkins, rookie pick 11, uh, leads the class of 2018 for finals with 10, including the 22 flag. Third for games, seventh possessions. He finished second in the Geelong BNF this year. And, and even just from a Queensland perspective, Bailey Scott, father-son pick, could have gone to Gold Coast or Geelong, went to North. He's played 78 games um uh, for just nine wins and one draw but he's finished third in the north bnf two years in a row uh, to provide a bit of a, a rare shining light uh, for the kangas and all the different drafts have their own story so callum wilkie pick three in the rookie draft you've mentioned the high picks from the draft and then there's the mid-season draft and the marlian pickett story well the poster boy for that will always be marlian pickett of course he debuted in the grand final uh for the tigers after being picked uh, pick thirteen, pick fourteen. Sorry, in the um, in the mid season draft, and it, it is interesting to look back and see who who was taken ahead of him that in that in that mid season draft. Josh DeLuca went to Carlton, played six games. Mitch Redden went to Gold Coast, didn't play. Kyle Dunkley went to Melbourne, played five games. Michael Noel to City didn't play. Lachlan Hosey to North played five games. Ryan Gardner's been a good pickup, played fifty three games at the Dogs um, after four years without a game. At, at Geelong. Will Snelling played 64 games, just been delisted. Jack Mayo at St Kilda didn't play. Cam Sutcliffe played nine games at Port. A couple of passes. Dylan O'Reilly at Fremantle. And then at 13, Richmond took uh, Marlene Pickett. And just behind him, Johnny Noble, who played 92 games in a row from debut yes. before being dropped for the finals this year. So yeah, you can find them anyway uh, if you if you dig deep enough. Yeah, so consecutive picks, Pickett and Noble, who have played such roles for Richmond and Collingwood. To the 2017 draft, we will go next. Flight Setters Big Red Sale is on with limited time offers on flights, cruises, holidays and tours. Book now to save big. We're deep diving into the past 10 drafts. 2017 is next. Lockie Weller or Andrew Brayshaw? That has haunted a little... Tim Kelly, this is the Brody Mytrek draft, rookie 22. Peter Blucher will take us through it next. This is Waitley for Hyundai. The Hyundai 2023 SUV event is on now and Host Plus. We're trawling backdrafts with Peter Blucher. You've got to know your history. You've got to know what's in them. There were three big questions out of 2017 or three big topics. The first was Lockie Weller or Andrew Brayshaw and the manoeuvring that went on here, Pete, which doesn't look that great in hindsight. 
No, it doesn't. And, and I mean, Gold Coast was stiff because Lockie Weller has had two new reconstructions and hasn't you know, been able to be what he could be because he is a very good player. And uh, and Andrew Brayshaw at pick two has been a superstar. I have some sympathy for them as a Queenslander. They, they'd lost a lot of players. They needed a, a bit of a statement signing. He was a Gold Coast Academy kid who wanted to come home. Um, they took a punt. If it was Josh Shackey, not Andrew Brayshaw, they'd be looking looking sweet. But as it turned out, Bray, Brayshaw's been a star. Equal fourth for games, only a couple back. Uh, number two for possessions, just behind the leader. Second for Brownlow votes. Um, and he's one of only four players from this draft to win All-Australian selection. And, and in the last four years, he's gone third, third, second, first in the Dockers BNF. So he's been a superstar. Uh, Gold Coast, a little bit unlucky. Uh, they were trying to do the right thing. The Tim Kelly pick, so this plays out in real time and then it parlays into Jeremy Cameron. Oh, he picked uh, a 24-year-old electrician playing in the waffle, overlooked a million times over by every club. Six years on, he's the number one possession winner out of his draft. Number three for games, just two behind Fritch and Majek. Number one for a Brownlow vote. Uh, he's uh, finished all over the best and fairest at, uh, at West Coast after finishing second twice at Geelong. He uh, finished fifth in the Brownlow in 19. He's one of only four players from his draft year to win All-Australian, as you say. Then they traded him back to West Coast for two, for two first-round picks, which is which two-thirds of the asking price for Jeremy Cameron. So I think that's one that uh, that uh, Stephen Wells at Geelong got pretty right. And this is Brody Majek. So where's he? Pick 22 in the rookie draft. Yeah, from Bernie, Tasmania via Port Adelaide, uh, via Port Melbourne. Um, Maribyrnong Park. You know, he's been all over the place. He was overlooked uh, six years in a row in the draft um, before finally getting a pick. But uh, since he's come in, um, as I said, halfway through or late in in the rookie draft, he's played 126 uh, games for 212 goals, equal first for games, outright first for goals, first for finals at 14. He's only missed six games since his debut. And he's been Collingwood's leading goal kicker five years in a row, including the Premiership side. I'd say he's a valuable rookie pick 22 yeah. as well. The draft class is big for Brisbane. They get Rayner at one, Zach Bailey at 15, Brandon Stasevich at 18, and Jack Payne at 54. Who are the bargains here? Well, I think that there are a couple of bargains. I mean, Liam Baker, rookie pick 18, uh, is the only dual Premiership player out of that draft. Um, Brian Myers, pick 57, leads the... Is, so has played 13 uh, finals to one only behind my check. Has been a very good player, uh, particularly in the last 12 months. James Warple at 45, started with a boom, won the 19 best and first, fell away, but he come back to his best this year. And Sammy Taylor was picked 28, All-Australian fullback in 2022, would have been at butt for injury this year. So yeah, a couple of golden gems down the draft again, as it always seems to be. 2016, so this would be the tale of picks one, two and three, if not, for the boy from South Bowen. Yeah, this is a story that just keeps getting better and better, isn't it? Um, um, Tom Stewart, pick 40. He's won five All-Australian Blazers, almost as many as the rest of the draft class of 216 combined. They have six between them. Luke Ryan, Shy Bolton, Tyson Stengel, Josh Dacos, Mick Larkey and Tim English. Um, so he, he's just been unbelievable. Um, I think leading into the draft, most clubs seem to think it would be McCluggage, um, uh, McCluggage, Taranto and McGrath in any order. Uh, Brisbane got third pick and took McCluggage. They would have taken him at number one uh, if they had the choice. So, um, as you say, one, two and three, they've all become very, very good players. Can you can you differentiate them? McCluggage in the best and fairest is a pretty good indicator. Well, he's finished uh, top three 
in the Brisbane Best and Fairest the last five years. So, you know, while um, Taranto's won two, one at each club, one at the Giants and one at, at Richmond, uh, Stewart and Stewart's won, he's won two. And Simp, Jai Simpkins won two. Um, I, I think the, for pure consistency, McCluggage has just been outstanding. There's a ruck bargain here, which is another of, of Brisbane's key pieces. Yeah, Oscar McInerney was pick 35 in the rookie draft. He was playing in the reserves at Casey at the time. He now ranks 11th for games from this draft class of, two, uh, of 2017 at 126 and as one of the more durable and reliable uh, ruckmen, ruckmen in the competition after such a late picker. And there's a there's a forgotten man, one of, one of the tragic recent stories of footy here as well. Yeah, we forget. It's pick 13 all the way back in 2016. West Coast drafted Daniel Venables. In his 15th game, he won a premiership in 2018, played only six more games before being forced out of the game with recurring concussion issues. So uh, an early pick taken from the game way too early. The 2015 draft. So this is the story of two, Clayton Oliver High and Tom Papley Low. Well, Clayton Oliver's had more than his share of negative press of late, but the numbers for this draft are quite staggering. Statistically, he's just a machine. Pick four behind Wietering, Shackey and Mills. Um, he leads the possession list with 4,725, almost a third more than Darcy Parrish, who's second best, and fifth, and he's t- almost twice, half as many again as Callum Mills, uh, and that despite playing only 15 games this year. He's, he's had more possessions than any player from the draft the year before. <laughs> so he spotted them 12 months, which yep. is quite staggering. Um, and, and look, his, his numbers are just outstanding. He, he's had uh, four best and fairest wins and a second. Weedering uh, with two at Carlton is the only other player with more than one. He's a three-time All-Australian. Kerno with two is the only other one with more than one. And with 116 Brownlow votes, he streets the field with Parrish um, at 49, Mills 47 and Josh Dunkley at 25 the next three on the list. So his numbers are just outstaggering. And yet for all of that, the guy who leads the games and the goals out of the 215 draft, Tommy Papley, has taken pick 14 in the rookie draft. So uh, 70 70 players taken before him? Uh, Sounds about right, mate. Yeah, that's 71st time draft. He's ahead of him. Yeah, and 13 others in the rookie draft. So he was right down the pecking order and now – you know, the, the rascal that he is, the SEN track specialist, yes, <laughs> as he is. Um, he, he's just he's a ripper, Tommy Papley, and he has delivered uh, in spades from, from a late pick. And there are premierships galore out of this draft. There are indeed. And Nathan Broad and uh, and Daniel Rowley have three apiece. Uh, so they head the list completely. Josh Dunkley's played in grand finals for two clubs uh, out of the same draft at pick 24, which is unusual, uh, and has played most finals. And... Uh, one of the great stories too, Oleg Markov. Um, Twelve months ago, he was delisted by Gold Coast, having played just eleven games in a side that finished twelfth. He's now a Collingwood Premiership player, so um, you know it doesn't have to come immediately for uh, for uh, for anyone who could, who could depend on where they're taken in the draft. And Josh Shackey at pick two, he's he's still worrying away, but but he hasn't um, he hasn't got the career of those around him. Well, he went in as, as the second player in the draft. He now ranks 38th for games played out of this draft. But as you say, he's still pecking away, and, and there's a good number that aren't. All right, we've got two drafts to go. The drafts of the past 10 years at 2014. There's no question who the best player here is, but Peter Blucher, this is the draft of the rookie and the late pick thereafter. I guess it does say to, to young kids who perhaps get overlooked in the draft, in the national draft, 
and go in the rookie draft that all is not lost because there are 18 premiership players out of the 2014 draft. Only five of them were taken in the top 24. We've got Lambert and Castagna at Richmond and Jaden Short. Um, they have eight premierships between them. They were all rookies. Ivan Soldo was a rookie. Mason Cox was a rookie. Um, and then um, so, that, so the early picks were, were Christian Petrarca, two, Brayshaw, three, Dugowie, five, Duggan, 11, and Lever, 14. They are premiership players. But after that, it's Toby McLean at 26, Braden Maynard at 30, Alex Neal Bullen, 40, Caleb Daniel, 46, Ed Langan, 54, Zane Cordy, 62, Dan Butler, 67, and Billy Frampton, 84. So, um, you know, premierships can come to anyone who, regardless of where they're drafted. Christian Petrarca, he's he's establishing himself. Probably the best measure is the Brownlow votes, where he leads uh, with 98 ahead of Jack Steele and Took Miller, and he's got a big gap on them. Yeah, no, he's been outstanding. But there's heaps of other rookies. Harris Andrews, the co-captain, was a rookie. Adam Saad, Jack Sinclair, back-to-back BNF winner. Nick Newman, runner-up at Carlton. Connor McKenna played in the grand final. So rookies all over the place in 214 have done really, really well. I do like I the multiple... Hammering start again, mate. Yes. I, I did bribe them to be quiet, but I, I think my bribe powers are run out. <laughs> multiple best and fairest winners. So Petrarca picked two. Jack Steele picked 24. Took Miller picked 29. Jack, St- uh, Jack Sinclair, rookie pick one. Uh, all multiple best and fairest winners at their club. So bring us home with 2013, and this is the Bontempelli benefit. Quite stack. He chose it at pick four. We, we remember behind Tom Boyd, Josh Kelly, and Jack Billings. His domination of this draft is extraordinary. Number one for games, number two for possessions behind Zach Merritt, number four for goals behind three specialist forwards in Ben Brown, Charlie Cameron, and Jesse Hogan. Number one for Brownlow votes, a five-time All-Australian. Cripps Merritt have three, Charlie Cameron two, the only other multiples. And he's a five-time BNF winner. Uh, Cripps has four, Merritt has four, and Kelly has two. An astonishing resume uh, for a guy who's still got plenty of football ahead of him. Those Brownlow votes, so Bontempelli pick four, 169 votes. Patrick Cripps pick 13, 141, and obviously Brownlow's. Uh, Zach Merritt picked 26 128. Show the way there. All, all Australians in this? It, it, this is interesting. 11 of the class of, of 213 were all Australian squad members, but only three of them were picked inside the top 20. That was Kelly, Bond, and Pelly and Cripps. Matt Crouch at 23. Zach Merritt at 26. Tom Barris at 43. Alir Alir 44. Ben Brown, who's the number one goal kicker out of this draft, at pick 47. Darcy Byrne Jones, 52. Surprisingly, James Sicily at 56 and Charlie Cameron, value plus pickup rookie, rookie number seven. And premiership players, so there's a, a quirk here as to who who's won the most. Well, um, Sydney picked Toby Nankavis at pick 35 and gave him away to Richmond. He's won three premierships. He's the only multiple premiership player out of this draft. Um, most finals? Well, this is unusual. If I if I gave you ten picks to say who's player out of this draft that played most finals, you wouldn't get. Uh, he's not even the number one draftee in his own family. Cade Kalidashny went to sorry went to Gold Coast to pick five and didn't last long because of concussion issues. But Jake Kalidashny picked forty one. Uh, ten years on, he's played most finals. He's played nineteen to uh, to rank ahead of Charlie Cameron sixteen, Josh Kelly fifteen, Nan Curvis fourteen. So. Um, once again, you don't have to be a superstar name. I love the annual deep dive that you do for us, Pete, and all those numbers that you keep to tell us what's actually in a draft and where you can get them, and you can get them anywhere. I, I love it. Good man. Thanks, mate, and thanks for a terrific year, mate. You, you keep us Queenslanders uh, informed with what's going on in Melbourne. We really appreciate it. Terrific. Peter Blucher there, our annual deep dive, what's in a draft. 
dissecting the past 10 years.